Welcome to The Sipping Point, where each week we explore the recipe for a delicious life. I'm your host, Lori Forrester, the wine coach, and I've made it my mission in life to demystify wine one glass at a time. So expect a fresh and fun approach to the world of wine, spirits, food, and so much more. Well, Andrew Stover is joining me in studio from Vino 50 to take us on a Grape American road trip by glass. Okay, and we're going to learn about wines from the other 47. You'll find out what that means. When we think of great wines, we do all think about the West Coast, but we might not think about New Mexico, Texas, or Michigan. But Andrew's going to change our minds about that in just a second. Uh, Andrew, he is a pretty accomplished wine person and not to mention a lot of fun. Those two things don't always go together. (laughs) He's a native of Grand Rapids, Michigan. Now, uh resident of Washington, D.C., right down the road from us. We've heard of them, right, Chris? (laughs) We've heard of D.C. Anyway, he holds a sommelier diploma from the International Sommelier Guild, and he's certified specialist of wine from the Society of Wine Educators. By day, I guess you, you consult as a sommelier, but... All the other times, you're promoting wines from all over the country because that's your passion. I mean, not just wine, but introducing people to wine that's from states they might never expect to taste wine from. Exactly. That's what I do all day long. Welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you for having me. We've had some fun judging different wine competitions together and at other wine events. And I love you because you have a very fun-loving attitude. You're down to earth. And you're no wine snob. No, never, never. I love that. Okay, you, you publish. You can't be pretentious in this business. <laughs> you cannot. Mm-mm. And you um, are the wine director at Oya Restaurant. I just recently got to dine there. Yes, when how I was, was in DC, saying Oprah. I know I couldn't meet you, but you had a good time. <laughs> we had a great time, and thank you for the uh, for the drink. You yes, sent me a drink, even I though you weren't you some, there. <laughs> well, I sent you some Gruner Veltliner from Austria. I love Gruner Veltliner. Yes, I know. And mm. today we're talking the U.S., but I do love yes. it. You have a wine blog called Chief wino.com I do if folks want to check out your your crazy good wine stuff but I asked you to bring because Vino 50 what you're doing is promoting wines that you find all over the country that Indeed. are great wines and we're going to taste stuff here from Missouri from Texas from all over even Michigan and I've actually got to uh, do my wine comedy show in Michigan in Bay City Michigan this year Ooh, no kidding and I got to taste some of the Michigan wine so it was really fun and um, so tell us, how are we going to start out, and why should people be tasting wines from states that they don't normally think of for wine? Well, you know, one of the things that makes these wines so exciting is that, you know, wine is produced in every one of the 50 states. Now, right. we can't assure you that they're all going to be overly exciting. Mm-hmm. Some parts of the world, in you know, not just the U.S., but there are some places where good fine wine grapes just don't necessarily grow well right we are lucky in the u.s that we have so many different climates where wine grapes can grow well true you know because i always say this to people the west coast can't have the monopoly on the terroir right mm-hmm. oh, um, yeah everything's different and i always find, think that you can go to every state and find something that is good that you like it might be a fruit wine somewhere the other one might be a nice wine that's true some might be a cabernet that you're used to seeing but a lot of times it's grapes people have never heard of and that's where they get scared that's where people get scared so you know one of the things that um i specialize in is is a lot of european uh grape based 
a grape varietals that are grown in the other 47 as we speak. Um, so, for example, uh, I brought you today a wine from Michigan. So I know, your home state. I know, my home state. <laughs> Everybody always thinks of Michigan as the, some polar vortex type <laughs> of place. Oh, no. But it, but it People isn't. People are fun. Huh? People are very fun-loving. Yeah, there. and I had you, a great you had a good time up yeah. there. So what's interesting about Michigan from a, a viticultural standpoint and, you know, growing grapes and farming the grapes is that, you know, in the western part of Michigan, all the way down from, like, say, the Indiana border and all the way up to where our, our wine of the day is from, Traverse City, you've got this, it's all along the Lake Michigan shore. So you have this, this large body of water that mm-hmm. is affecting the climate. I mean, Lake Michigan is big. Nice. All right. I mean, this will be, look like an ocean when you're standing on the shore because right. you can't see usually across the other side. Right. Um, and so such a large body of water has a lot of impact on the climate. Uh, it keeps the summer a little more moderate right. near the lakeshore so you don't get these like scorching hot days that you might see in places more like Minnesota. It also keeps the winters a little more moderate as well. Because, it's a marine climate. Well, I don't want to call it a marine climate by any means because mm. Lake Michigan can certainly freeze. True. And, you know, I I can't remember what they were saying. During the polar vortex of this past winter, I think most of it froze. Wow. It uh, has marine influence. Yeah, it's, 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 it's the marine concept. I mean, yes. water, large bodies of water that influence the climate. And we see this in other places in the Birkenland of Austria. We see sure. there's the, the large the lake there that I can never pronounce the name. Right. But um, I was just out in Sonoma, Sonoma Coast. Well, right. right. Yes. You yeah. have that the marine influence. So along Lake Michigan um, on the western end of Michigan, the western shore, uh, you have a lot of grape production. Uh, and what tends to do really well, especially in this area where we're talking, this is the uh, Traverse City area. So this is uh, on the 45th parallel. Okay. 45th parallel is important, right? Yes, very, very important. What other wine regions do we know on the 45th parallel? Oh, God, I'm being tested. Burgundy? <laughs> I'm testing you. Burgundy? Southern Burgundy, sure. Okay. Northern Rhone, Southern Burgundy. Nice. And in the U.S.? In the U.S. This pr- this will prove to you that M- Michigan is not that far north. Ooh. Oregon? Yes. Okay. The Willamette Valley. Woo! The pressure of these questions. I need to get I'm back sorry. into my sommelier books, I'm apparently. Sorry. I'm sorry. But uh, so we don't think of Oregon as being that far north. So Michigan right. on the 45th parallel is not that far north. You're right. Washington State's I never wide, thought of it in that Washington way. State's Columbia Valley is further north than, than uh, where we're talking. So. All right. But has what? sometimes a desert like. But that's a well, whole different thing. That's, that's another thing. thing. I mean, so all right. So Chateau Grand Chateau Traverse Grand Traverse is, is what the we're going to be tasting today. 2013. 2013, and this is a grape that not you might be familiar with it, but maybe not by the grape name. This is a grape called Gamay, mm-hmm. mostly I am. notable in France from the region of Beaujolais. Beaujolais, right? So um, I'm a big fan of so, Beaujolais. Oh yeah, totally. And maybe you know not what? Nouveau all the time. No, depends on the year. But the Cru Beaujolais. I Cru Beaujolais think is exciting. are so food friendly. And even some of the Village Beaujolais. Mm-hmm. So with this wine, that's kind of the style that uh, Sean O'Keefe, who is the winemaker, is kind of trying to go for. Um, it, it's certainly uh, a, a very light, bright, juicy Pinot Noir. Good acid. Really good acid. And you know what? I, I've tasted this out and a lot of people are like, oh, it tastes like Pinot Noir. Well, yeah, because Gamay and Pinot Noir sometimes have... Same similarities, characteristics, yeah. Bright cherries, 
And little bit we of spice. recently, at the request of Chris here yeah. in the uh, production room, did a whole fast food edition of the Sipping Point. Mm. And my pairing with the Big Mac was the Henri Fessy Beaujolais Village. This also would go great with the Big Mac. I think it would be great with the Big Mac. And and not to downplay this wine, you could also do it with, you know, a fabulous pork dish. Or, sure, charcuterie. Uh, yeah, yeah. Charcuterie excellent. is my go-to. In fact, I have to be careful when I talk about charcuterie because I, you know, again, when I'm doing tasting. You get and, overly excited? Well, I get overly excited <laughs> and then and then here's what happens, Laurie. Ready for this? Uh-oh. I don't eat meat. Oh, Not me, please, but other people. Please. I'm vegan. Uh, yes. I mean, is this a vegan wine? Political correctness I know, gone sorry. wild. You know what? Hold that thought. We're going to elaborate on that in the next section. We'll be right back on The Sipping Point. This is Lori Forster, the wine coach with The Sipping Point, and we are featuring wines from the other 47 today, but... If you want to connect with me, I want you to search me out on Instagram, Facebook, or Twitter. You can just look at, at the wine coach. I'm here with Andrew Stover. He's chief wino and also involved in Vino 50. How can people find you on social oh, media? Yes, uh, I am chief wino on Facebook, and then it's uh, chief wino on Twitter. My Instagram is Vino 50 Wines with an S. Nice. And Twitter as well, Vino 50 Wines with an S. Perfect. And we have a Vino 50 Facebook. Yeah, and we're going to so list complicated. all the wines we're tasting at thewinecoach.com with a link. Our friends at yes. Wine World up in Abingdon have the wine as well as Hair of the Dog. They carry the wines from Vino 50 so you can get with them to get these wines. All the info at thewinecoach.com. We just had our Gamay from Michigan. Yes, Michigan Gamay. Really delicious. It was eighteen ninety nine, so under Roughly. 20, which yep. is what we get really excited about here. Yeah, I do a lot <laughs> of under 20. And you yeah. know what? That's what I get excited about because, you know, everybody, you know, those of you from this area, if we go around to local wineries, Maryland, Virginia, et cetera, like you go in and like, oh, the wines are 25 and up. And, you know, there is a t something to be said about like small production and growing grapes and, you know, the labor market around here. It's very expensive to make wine around here. It so is. when I find wines for this portfolio that we go around and market in D.C., Maryland and Virginia, we try to find wines that are under 20. Yes. Good quality wines that you can get excited about. Hey. I'm having uh, a party and my friends are from Michigan and I want Michigan wine. Great. They're under 20. Great. You know, people get excited about that. Another note on this winery, they also do a lot. Mostly what they do is cool climate. So, like, for Michigan, you're not really going to find Cabernet. Right. You're not going to find People need to Malbec. expand their grape varietal yeah. portfolio. This is, this is the land of, you know, Germanic and Austrian-style wines in mm -hmm. Michigan. So, lots of Pinot Noir, Pinot Gris, Pinot Grigio, Pinot Blanc, Riesling, lots of Riesling, Gruner Veltliner. Oh, nice. These guys, actually, this is winery. First winery to plant Grunerveld Liner in the U.S., as far as I know. Oh, nice. Yep. So, anyway. Well, what, you know, to the right, we're yeah. going to the other end of the country. Yes, yes, Down yes. south. Girl, get your boots on. Yeah. <laughs> we're going ah, to Texas. The bigger, the better. Uh, That's what they say well, in Texas. Well, you know, but <laughs> they say everything is bigger and better in Texas. Bigger in Texas. I wouldn't necessarily say the wines of Texas are very big. Yes. I think they're balanced. Okay. That's well, tell me about just, that. What do we have? McPherson. We're tasting one of the um, one of the most important producers in Texas uh, from a quality standpoint. This is Kim McPherson, McPherson Cellars. He is located in the little hamlet. I don't know if we can call it a hamlet uh, of Lubbock, Texas. Um, go Texas Tech. Mm. Um, I know people get excited about Texas Tech. I've, okay. I've run into a lot of people who've been there. But uh, McPherson specializes in wines with, nice. made from Rhone Valley grapes and also a little of Italian and Tempranillo from Spain. 
Okay. Of neat. course, all grown in the Texas High Plains, which is a high arid climate, high high elevation, about thirty five hundred feet. Okay. And this is the area in Texas. You know, a little square at the top of Texas. If you yes. think about what Texas looks like. This is the little square that's like right okay. below the little panhandle of Oklahoma and almost in New Mexico. Okay. So this is an area that leads up to the Rockies. So it's higher elevation and it's pretty dry. It's got really great yes. fruit on the on the taste. Beautiful fruit. Good balance, like you said, the good balance of acidity and smooth tannins. This is going to be a really food friendly. This is a great red. fall wine, which of course is kind of the theme today, right? I think it could be a good Thanksgiving wine. Good I mean, Thanksgiving not that we have wine. to go there yet, but yep. it is looming. It is looming exactly. <laughs> In fact, Gamay and so we well, let's tell you what this is. This is a wine that Kim McPherson calls Tre Colore. Okay. Which in Italian means the three colors. Okay. However, all the grape varietals are of the Rhone Valley variety from France. Okay. We have 40% Morvedra, 49% Carignan, okay. and 11% Viognier. Ooh, the a little white, white wine in there. Yeah. So you get a little white wine in this in this wine. Again, $18.99. $18.99. Great Super price fruit, point. Lots of like kind of herbal spice notes. I love that. And, and, I, and red blends, even though there is a tiny bit of white, but red blends, such a hot topic with consumers mm-hmm. are really, even though it's not a new concept, people are <laughs> nice. He's slurping. We call that feathering in the wine business. He's feathering his tray calore. Mm-hmm. Very nice. That with brings my out wine, more flavors. My wine pimping face. <laughs> I love it. Well, we should try to take a, we'll take a picture of that a little bit later so I can post that. Yes, please On do. thewinecoach.com. So we are uh, also going to taste something oh, really interesting. God, this is incredible. A and grape called Norton. No, no, we're going to do right? this one first. Or is that, oh, okay. That we're saving the best for last. Yeah, well, that one's yeah, that's a good one. No, okay. we're doing this one last. I or this one next. Okay, all right. We're staying in the Rhone Valley sort of Mindset. style. Yeah, right. love the Trey Calore, eighteen ninety nine. But now we are moving to what? Mm. Mm. <laughs> he is um, getting very intimate with his wine. We are tasting people. a wine from Arizona. Okay. I thought we'd stay in the Southwest. You know, the American Southwest. Is I think I feel is going to be a very important wine producing area as we go forward. Interesting, because thought. now New Mexico, New Mexico, is I'm a, already acquainted with. I've had quite a bit. You know, Gruet, Gruet the sparkling love. wine producer, and you know, there's a lot. Of, and then, of course, Texas is the Southwest. Did you know Texas, by the way, ranks almost fifth in wine production in the U.S.? I did know that, but I it's, don't think a lot of our listeners would know <laughs> excuse that. Excuse me. Um, it ranks. It 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 sometimes outranks Virginia. Locally, as a mm-hmm. wine-producing state. So Texas is, like, up there in the top five. Virginia and Texas sometimes, like, go back and forth. I haven't seen the latest stats. Um, what about... So how does Arizona fit into well, that Well, Arizona picture? is still a kind of a fledgling industry. I mean, we might have surpassed 65 or six, 60 to 65 wineries now. Okay. But there's a lot of development going on. And you're seeing a lot of people uh, get really excited about Arizona. And probably... You know, there's a good reason because the wines are very well made and they're all grown um, in either the southeastern part of Arizona, okay, Cochise County. That's where that's this, where this is this from. Is where this one's from, or up near Sedona. So, if you go to Arizona wine country, you're either two hours north of Phoenix, Sedona, Jerome, Cottonwood, or you go to this area called Wilcox. So, this is a really special wine, and I thought it would be fun to you know discuss with you and let you try it. This is a wine from Caduceus Cellars. Caduceus Cellars is the project from uh, Maynard Keenan, Maynard James Keenan, 
lead singer of a couple rock bands that maybe some of the listeners are familiar with, Tool, mm-hmm. A Perfect Circle, and his newest band, Pucifer. Oh. And, but, you know, that's... That's, that's, that's a side only, thing. Well, yeah, I mean, seriously, I would say that's kind of a side thing for him because now the wine is like his thing. Right. He's an avid wine collector. The other day he texted me a picture. He's drinking 1955 Grange. From Penfolds. Wow. And text me a picture. And the tag, the the, the message was, hee hee. Hee hee to you too. Where's mine? That's kind of a tool move. Yeah. Well, <laughs> he, he's he's very humorous. To not invite you and send you well, the picture is just he was, so... Because he, he's in Arizona. Uh, you know and what? I'm here. Let's take a quick break. Okay. And then let's come back and talk about our thoughts on this wine. Yep. And then a little we'll bit more about the um, how Maynard is... You know, really investing in winemaking because he has invested a lot. And then we have one more wine, the Norton, that you've been saving for the end. From Missouri. We'll be right back Mm -hmm. on The Sipping Point. This is Lori Forster, the wine coach, and I'm back with Andrew Stover, chief wino, and here to show us wines from the other 47. We've been tasting the Caduceus Cellars Premier... Paso. Paso? Premier Paso. Means first step. First step. And it was Maynard's first, one of the first wines One of the first wines they they released from the Caduceus Winery, yeah. And, you know, we talked about this is also a red blend. Yes, red blend. Um, But this is, unlike our other two under 20s, this is a pretty pricey wine because this is built for some aging. This is definitely built for some aging. It's a blend of Syrah, Petite Syrah, co-fermented with 7% Malvasia Bianca, which is an aromatic white grape. Mm -hmm. This wine is done a la... Cote Roti, which is a you know French mm-hmm. Rhone uh, Syrah blend that can be Northern Rhone. Yes, Northern Rhone that's blended sometimes with white Viognier, where this is white Malvasia. It's amazing, isn't it? It's, it is amazing. It is, what, it's what, what do we say? It's like 60, 62 $63. Sixty-two ninety-nine. But you know what? Though. He makes such a small quantity of these, and they really are made to lay down. I mean, yes. I've had, and I'll, I'll give everybody the yeah. link um, to the website, but of course they can order these here in Maryland and D.C. as well into their favorite store. Okay, All right. last, last but, but not, not least. least. Oh my God, this is the coolest wine. So again, fall, fall and, you know, cooler nights and bigger reds. I love it. We're going to have... smells so amazing. This has what such a story and the story is so long to tell. This is Norton. Okay. The grape Norton. 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 Not Norton. that Norton. No. <laughs> not not the grape variety is called right. Norton. The like grape. Chardonnay is Chardonnay or Cabernet Sauvignon is Cabernet. Norton is the grape. It is indigenous. Yes. I in mean a way. as the story goes, indigenous to Virginia. Yeah. Discovered by Dr. Daniel Norton on mm. his Magnolia farm in Richmond, Virginia in okay. like the eighteen twenties. Yes. And so we're trying a wine from Missouri. Wow. I know. You had People like a are like crazy pause yeah. there. Woo. Missouri. No, I don't normally think of Missouri for wine. And Missouri I think uh, is, this might be the first one I've had from Missouri. Missouri is definitely uh, coming. Missouri is already there. I mean, they've been making wine since the 1820s and 30s. I mean, Missouri is one of the first major American wine regions that nobody knows about. Um, you had an influx of German immigrants who, you know, they saw the Missouri River. They saw the sloping hillsides. They were like, oh, it looks like Germany. We're going to plant grapes. And Norton at the time was the main grape that everybody was like clamoring about because it actually would survive and you could make a halfway decent wine out of it in the 1800s. Um, This is, you know, Stonehill is probably one of the best known producers in Missouri for the red grape Norton. And back in the 1800s, it was winning awards in Europe. Wow. Major awards like, you know, best red wine of all nations. Unfortunately, Prohibition, you know, 
cut the cord on that and we know all that right. before i'm sure you've talked about that before but you know and you mentioned a book real quick just yes. give a quick plug for the yes Wild the Vine. historical oh my gosh if you're a history geek like i can be sometimes about grapes and wine todd Kleiman, who's local he's the food editor for washingtonian magazine he published a book a few years ago called the wild vine which is all about the grape norton nice. and it's all about the history of it in virginia and in missouri and so on and so forth that's great and i had so, a norton from new jersey that was great yeah, Believe I mean, it or not. You know what? Everybody likes to give this grape a bit a bad rap. Like, oh, it's weird. I don't like it. You know what? When it's I good, it's, it's good. tasty. When it's good, it's good. And yeah. this is a good one. I know. I think. Wow. Um, and this is very good for jammy. $21.99. Yep. About $21.99. So still fairly affordable. Mm-hmm. And everything you brought is good. Or should I say great, mm. <laughs> Andrew? Um, and this is your passion. I oh. think people should make it their mission to, like a passport, have a wine from every single state in the union. I think that's a good Can idea. Can we call it a union? Is that right? <laughs> I don't even know that I've had a state, a wine from every, every one of we the states. We should make states. it our mission. Although I probably have. Yes, we should make it a mission. We should have a passport. The I, wine, exactly. I was just thinking that. The Lori Forcer Wine Coach Passport. <laughs> and what do you get, get when stamps. you get all 50? A party with you and I, yeah. wine drinking okay, party. Yeah, the first one. Okay, we'll work on that. <laughs> Andrew Stover, you Ooh. are a blast. I wish Thank we had you. like thirty more minutes to sit here and drink your delicious wines and talk about all kinds of things, like the forty-fifth parallel. <laughs> if folks want gotcha. to find out more about you, where should they go? Mm. Mm. I like to ask you with your mouth full. Yeah, please don't ask me with my mouth full there. Um, <laughs> I can be I can be reached via my website, Chief Wino. Dot com. Dot com. On Facebook at Chief Wino and um, Vino 50 on Facebook. Yeah, and you're doing events all the time. They'll find out about that there. And Google uh, me. I hope you'll come back because we had a lot of fun. Yeah. No, we'll have to do this again because we only got to do four states today. I know. And there's... Our, you're right. There's we'll, we'll, we'll get so the passport first. Yes. Okay. <laughs> Cheers, Andrew. Thank you Cheers. so much for coming. All right. Thanks. We'll be right back. You're listening to The Sipping Point. This is Lori Forster, the wine coach. Chris? Yes. Was this the first time you ever had a wine from Michigan? I think it was. And it was darn good. Yeah, and Texas. I know. We're rocking your wine world. Yeah, I'm learning so much. And hopefully everybody else is. And check out the wines at thewinecoach.com. And if you want to come out and wine with me in person, you know what? We moved the date of my women's wine dinner because of the Orioles playoff game. Ah, yes. I could not be leading a wine dinner during that. No, 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 no. So we moved it to November 6th. Okay. And it's at the Oregon Grill. Of course, we're going to be featuring the wines of Australia. If you want tickets, you can go to thewinecoach.com slash women. Okay. They're only $85 all inclusive. We have four courses of tastings with wine and food. Mm. Grab your girlfriends, your mother, your sister, whoever, or just come alone People do. They come yeah. alone and they Make meet a friends. lot of great people. Also, another event, the next day I'm doing a fundraiser called Perfect Pairings at the Engineers Club at the Garrett Jacobs Mansion right downtown. Okay. And it is raising money to restore the mansion. It's a beautiful place. If you yeah. haven't been, you have to go. $85 per person. Entree stations, wine pairing class with me for free. Nice. And valet parking. Um, you want to check that out at thewinecoach.com. Click on the event calendar. All the info is there. And if you just want to wine and dine on your own calendar, yes. you know you can always go to the Oregon Grill. Always. It's there. It's open. It's great. I know. And every night at the bar, they have specials. Tuesdays, my favorite, because they got 25% off all the bottles of wine. But it's lunch. It's brunch. Yes. 
It's all kinds of great things, including fresh seafood, prime age steaks, and even really innovative cocktails, too. It's not just about wine. Love a good cocktail. I know. It's really, really awesome. You can call them at 410-771-0505 to make a reservation. You know what? And tell them that the wine coach sent you. That'll get you some props. I will do that. (laughs) All right. Next week, we'll be back to explore the recipe for delicious life. And special thanks, as always, to Sheehy Lexus of Annapolis and the Oregon Grill.